0: Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to a very special episode of Love It or Leave It. It's an experimental episode. It is our stand-up episode. We have got a great show for you. Emily Heller will be joining me in a few minutes as my co-host... We also have an incredible lineup. Will Miles, Ellington Wells, Rob Hayes, Kara Connors, and Ian Carmeller are here. All right, this is the part on the card where it says I disassociate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something happened. So the other night, I took an Ambien at 9.45. And I did it the way you're supposed to do it. I took it. I put my phone down, I turn the TV off, turn the lights out, I lay myself to sleep. About 10.05, my phone rang, and I answered it. The last thing I remember is the phone ringing. The last thing my friend remembers is my inviting her and her rabbi to a Seder. a satyr that doesn't exist. (laughs) It wasn't her fault. She couldn't have known. She was calling on her way home from dinner, and I was on my way home from having been home (laughs) all night. But that is not where it ends. And I'll just say that the rest of this I am piecing together using contemporaneous records (laughs) and information I gathered in the days that followed. It turns out that after I hung up this phone call, or more precisely, I was hung up on, I did download OKCupid. (laughs) And I set up a profile from beginning to end (laughs) with photos, with prompts, (laughs) quotes that mean a lot to me. I then began exploring the offerings. (laughs) However, (laughs) it appears I did make a mistake, which is I got the swiping direction wrong. (laughs) Shut up. I'm just figuring all this out. And so when I woke up in the morning, I discovered a horror, (laughs) which is that I had liked a lot of people I was not interested in. And all the people that I thought were cool, well, I'll never see them again. I did pay for premium, (laughs) and I deactivated the account and deleted the app. The point is I'm single. (laughs) Shut up. It's fine. (laughs) I told you, this is going to be where I disassociate. All right, let me ask you this. I'm 40 years old, more of a comment than a question. Uh, The last time I was single, my age started with a two. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was a a pivotal 10 years. It was actually 10 and a half years, which is why it could start with a two and now start with a four. Here's the question. I want everyone to think about it, which is, what is the range of ages I should be putting on my dating? Now, don't say anything, okay? Don't say anything yet. And remember, I'm not asking you for what you would say on Twitter, I'm not asking what you would tell people. I'm asking what you would say to God when you're alone with the app. Everyone have a range? Everyone have a low number and a high number? Okay, okay. I'm coming down. <laughs> this is a safe space. Hi. Okay, everybody be cool. And don't change your number. Everybody keep it. 27 to
1: 57? 57? Ooh.
0: You know why you're proud of him? You're proud of him because of how high the high number was. (laughs) You permit the lower number because the higher number shows that you have depth. You have depth of character. Hi, how are you? Hi. What should my range on Hinge be?
2: 35 to 55, and I'm 66 and single, so...
0: So we're both out there. What's your range set to?
2: I don't have a range. I'm done.
0: (laughs) I'll see you soon. We'll be there. We'll get there together. Do you have a sense of what the range should be? 30 to 50. 30 to 50? Everybody feel good about that? Okay. Okay.
3: 27 to 50.
0: 27 to 50. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, Here's what I'm feeling, and I felt it myself, and it's this. You all want me to set that lower number to 27. That's where you want me to set it, but you know it's a little bit wrong. It's a little too low. So, what you're doing to make yourselves feel better so you can fall asleep in your soft beds at night is you're having me set the high number high enough to justify setting that number to 27. Sure, you can go 13 down as long as you fucking go 10 up. 27 to 33. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. no, I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't fall asleep if I did it. Obviously, but think about it. You're not going to do it. <laughs> because here's the thing about it, which is, as I've discovered as a gay person moving through the world, it's that this is the curse of it, which is we bring the vulnerability and the heart of the straight woman to the dating world, but the kind of standards <laughs> and broken minds... <laughs> Of the straight man. <laughs> one last point I'll make about this, which is um, one of the apps allows you to say uh, a fun fact you love. Does, can anyone here think of what a fun fact they love is? Do you have a fun fact that you love? Can everyone think of one? Can you think of a fun fact that you love? Does anybody have one? What's your fun fact?
4: So um, Ralph's doesn't have an apostrophe because it was founded by two guys named Ralph.
0: Ralph's doesn't have an apostrophe. Excellent. An excellent fun fact. What if I told you that this was the moment when I realized that there was no hope for me or maybe the world itself? When I saw a fun fact I love, and this person said, John Benet Ramsey
5: <laughs>
0: had undigested pineapple in her stomach when she died. That may be true, but I'll tell you what it's not. It is a fact. It's not a fun fact, because it's about the autopsy of a murdered child. Please welcome Emily Heller.
2: <laughs> You're really setting me up to succeed here.
5: <laughs>
2: I, Stop shitting on my fun JonBenet Ramsey facts. Uh, <laughs> that fucking... Age thing was just the creepiest game of Sudoku I've ever heard <laughs> anyone play. What do you want out of life? That's the real question. You can't just put a number on it. There's
0: always an older person in a relationship. Really, you know what I mean? Well, like, no, of course. But that's the point. I, yeah. I, what I want is the person.
2: You want the person and I to want, be 27. No, I don't no. want that. I actually don't yeah, you want, don't them want them to be 28. No. No, I don't
0: want them Because you want be.
2: to talk about where they were on 9-11. No, and they, they have to. need to look, remember look, it.
0: I've said it once. I've said it a thousand <laughs> times. The ideal person for me remembers 9-11, but not the Challenger explosion. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm sorry. That's what I was moving this group towards the understanding that as much as you wanted me to have the range go up, as far as it went down, wasn't tenable. It's a practical matter.
2: Yeah, because people talk about the Challenger all the time, and you would be left behind.
0: Yeah, I can't be going to all these dinner parties with my partner and their friends going on and on about that teacher, (laughs) and then I'll just have nothing to talk about.
2: And then you'll like panic, and you'll start talking about John JonBenet Ramsey's
0: autopsy, it'll ruin the vibe, everyone will leave. Setting the bar low is not in this pursuit of a person of that age, is being open to the possibility that Mm -hmm. there might be a person of that age, though unlikely that is the right person.
2: Right. And it's probably someone who's 36 and lying about their age, who you'll end up matching with anyway.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) Do people lie about their age and height on these things? (laughs) They do? Not me.
2: How are you, John?
0: Five foot nine.
2: (laughs) Can we just, apropos of nothing, stand back to back real quick? (laughs) And then I won't tell people how tall I am. Which yeah. is five
0: four? I'm five. <laughs> at, listen, my actual height is five foot six and three quarters. <laughs> okay. And I asked the nurse who measured me, "Can I say five seven? And she said, "You can say whatever you want. The truth isn't what it used to be." <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> cool lady. <laughs> so you've joined.
2: I've joined. Here on the yeah, stage. I'm but you here. haven't done
0: stand-up in some time.
2: I haven't done stand-up. You're semi-retired. I haven't done stand-up about five years. You're making it look great. Uh, <laughs> no, I've been out of the game. I've been out of the game for a while. <laughs> I, I did make
0: that look great. <laughs> I'm working things out up here. Wait till we get to... I'm not done. <laughs> we're, we're at the... Fo- we have square the very surface.
2: I have not done stand-up in so long that I'm starting to have, like, dreams about it where, like... In the dreams, people will be like asking me to do it, and then I'll like scramble to write material, and then in the dream, I'll be like, well, this material is so good, I have to do it again. (laughs) And I woke up from one of those dreams remembering what the joke was that I wrote in the dream that was so good that it pulled me out of retirement. (laughs) It was just a premise, but I was like, this is such a rich premise. (laughs) And then when I woke up, I remembered it, and the premise was... My life turned out different than I thought it would.
0: I mean, there's a lot to
2: that. So look for some live dates on my social media very soon. Is that even true? I mean, I definitely didn't know that my life would end up here, but this is the amount of attention that I expected.
0: Nice. I feel good about that.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. It's over then. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
0: Joe Rogan has opened up an anti-woke comedy club.
2: Another reason to come out of retirement.
0: (laughs) And uh, we decided tonight that I was going to also audition. Can we please bring out the anti-woke uniform, a.k.a. the comedian's leather jacket? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Thank you, Hallie. Thank you so much. Hallie for everybody.
2: He's going to put it on and transform into Andrew, 12-sided dice clay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's so good what's the name of the little guy that Billy Crystal plays in uh, Monsters Inc someone said that when I put that jacket on that's what this (laughs) gives off and it was so mean it was so mean to say that that's what this is I don't look like that so it's the energy (laughs) that's the energy of this (laughs) Billy Crystal in Monsters Inc would you do me a favor real quick will you do like coming at your hands just for like a second All right, are you ready for some of my anti-woke audition jokes?
2: So this is just so we're clear. This is for you auditioning to perform at
0: Joe Rogan's anti-woke comedy club. Yeah, I just think that I'm going to try to kind of tap into that market.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: I mean, I think I'd have to work up to being... I don't think I'm going to get in there right away. Like, they have, like, big names like Roseanne Barr. Right, yeah. And I'm not Roseanne Barr. No, you have a few more slurs to say first. All right, are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. I'm telling you, these banks are so woke... They aren't insured by the FDIC. More like FDIC, see you in the wrong bathroom.
2: Okay, wait. (laughs) What? Is it a promise? Is it like a, oh, see you in the wrong bathroom? Like that, what does that mean in this context? The banks will see you in the wrong bathroom? That sounds like they're saying they also think it's the wrong bathroom. (laughs)
0: All right. Okay, sorry. I'll be more supportive. At the gridiron dinner last Saturday, two women experienced medical emergencies and received assistance from Dr. Fauci. Don't worry. Dr. Fauci knew exactly what to do. He put masks (laughs) on the dying women and went back to eating his salmon. Arrest that man. I am a sucker for jokes that
2: end with, arrest that man. (laughs) Me me too. I love that one. I hate this jacket. I really hate it. I mean, it looks so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) You look like uh, one of the transitional scenes in the movie Big, where...
0: (laughs) (laughs) We need to get this guy to a Zoltar machine, stat. Colombian armed forces intercepted a homemade submarine off the nation's coast and found two dead bodies and $87 million worth of cocaine. Hey, what happened to the other $13 million of cocaine I ordered? Asked Hunter Biden. <laughs> All right. Huh?
2: Yeah. This is good, huh? I think the more topical you go, the better, because then you... Then, what? then you can never keep working on the joke. <laughs> you just get it perfect the first time, which you did.
0: Don't worry, everyone. There's more where that came from. (laughs) Now let's get to this show. First, please give it up for the incredible Will Miles.
6: Hi, Will. Hey, everybody. How's life? Come on, Los Angeles. How's life? (laughs) I haven't done stand-up in eight years. Uh... (laughs) And this is my return, so get ready. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's been one year. But uh, (laughs) I have a daughter, and uh, I think I'm passing down, like, shit that's not good. Like, I got problems, and uh, I think I'm giving them to her on accident. I think one thing I just passed down, I noticed, is that she's scared of everything. And that's something I have, too. I'm just... (laughs) Scared of everything, but we were walking down the street, we passed by this bush, and it's a regular bush, but she she was passing by and she goes, Oh! Ah! 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 Just out of nowhere. Confused the shit out of me and my wife. We were like, what's going on? And then she explained to us that one day, years ago, there was a bee in that bush. Not years ago, but like weeks ago, she must have seen a bush with the bee right there, like that bush had a bee. And so she freaked out and jumped twice, which is the height of uh, infant emotion. But <laughs> just jumping high as hell. But I was like, "Damn, that's not good." You know, like there wasn't even a bee in the bush at the time. Like we looked, we were like, "I don't." Where's the bee? And she was like, "Oh, it's not there now." But like, it could be there. Like, oh, so you jump because there's potentially a bee in that bush, but there's not one. But you thought maybe there was one, maybe there could be, and that's how I start the set. my aunt when i was like 11 she was like look whatever you do don't do crack which shocked me because i was like wow i'm not gonna do crack (laughs) why are you telling me that was me like finding out that she was trying to tell me that she did crack but that was her way of telling me being like hey don't do crack it's like i I don't want to do crack why would i that's not something you got to tell me i'm never probably ever gonna do crack she was like just don't do it i was like oh okay so you must be fucked up right now. <laughs> like, damn, this crack must be good. Someone's making me want to do crack now. <laughs> I heard 10 crack commandments. I didn't ever want to be on the other side of that. I want, to, I want to be the dealer. I want to sell crack figuratively. You know, that's the business motto. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do the crack. This other guy told me some useless shit on the street. I was just walking by with my wife. My wife and I just moved to a new neighborhood because, uh, you know, blowing up like you thought I would. <laughs> and so we're moving in this new neighborhood. We live there now. And we were walking around in, like, our first week. And we're just walking around the neighborhood being like, okay, what's happening here? And this guy walks up with his dog, and he passes by us, and he goes, oh, be careful walking around here. I got my ass beat right over there. <laughs> and we were like, what? Oh, God, we just moved here. Like, I was told this was a safe area. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he kept going. He was like, yeah, I got my ass beat right over there. I got fucked up. And we were like, damn, you got to tell us what happened instead of just going on and on about how much you got fucked up. <laughs> so then he told us what happened. He was like, yeah, I was just I was walking down the street and this big truck pulled up and the guy who was drinking his soda, he threw the soda out the window and we were like, wow, that guy already is a badass. He must have been the one to fuck you up. I wonder what happened. And then he was like, so I picked up the cup, I threw it back at the car... <laughs> And then I spit in the window, and I said, fuck you. And the guy got out and beat my ass. And we were like, yeah, obviously. Like, What <laughs> do you think that was going to result in? Like, I don't have to wear, but I'm never going to do any of those moves you did. I'll be fine walking around this neighborhood. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> That's never going to happen to me. <laughs> Richter was his name, which also felt like a weird name. No offense to any Richters in the crowd, but you got a fucked up name. I, uh, I found out I was Asian pretty recently. Pretty weird, right? I found out through Ancestry.com. I went in and I punched in all the info. Well, my brother punched in all the info and did a swab. And I figured we had the same results. But uh, <laughs> it came back and it said, you're, you're 15% Asian. I'm about to be 40. It means nothing to learn something. You know, like, I I could care less at this age. It's not useful for me at all. I don't have any connections to any Asian people. But uh, that's not. That sounds crazy. (laughs) 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 I don't have any connections to any Asian people. Like, you have no Asian friends? That doesn't sound correct. (laughs) I have Asian friends. But uh, apparently Asian family, too. I mean, it came back. It said I was Chinese. I was like, of course, I kind of figured I was Chinese. But... That's the thing you, you kind of think about yourself, but you can't tell any of your friends. <laughs> you can't roll up to your, like, your friend is like, yo, I'm, I'm obviously Chinese, and you're like, oh, man, I think I might be a little Chinese, too. You, you can't say that. <laughs> but I did think I was a little Chinese, because my grandma, she would show us these photo books back in the day, and you'd be looking through, and I remember looking through one and being like, yo, are these three dudes Chinese? <laughs> and my grandma's black, so she just said, no, nah, we black. <laughs> That was it in the conversation. She's like, "Nah, we black. Don't worry about it. We black." And I was like, "Yeah, we are black. I'm aware, but but these three dudes, right? <laughs> They're Chinese, right? I've seen Chinese people, and that's these are them. Like, there's, they look exactly like the Chinese people I've seen. And, but she was like, "Nah, we black." And I was like, "Damn, I really, I gotta rethink everything. <laughs> like, you start looking at Chinese people different. Like, I think he's black. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bruce Lee is black." Uh, <laughs> But I, yeah, so then I, like, found Answers.com. I went back to her. I was like, hey, turns out I was right. We're Chinese. She was like, oh, yeah, so? I was like, Man, I really expected this to go different. Like, <laughs> this is a big reveal for me. But, yeah, so I'm Chinese. It's funny because I live in now a mostly Asian neighborhood. And so I didn't think anything of it. But another one of my neighbors walked up to me and was like, beware of Dave over there because he's racist. And I was like, damn, another thing I got to worry about in my new neighborhood? Like... I already said hi to Dave. I can't take that back. <laughs> I wish I could, but he's now my friend. I've already accepted him as, as a friend. And she was like, yeah, Dave hates Asians. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I got a secret for you, but maybe don't tell Dave. You know? <laughs> he doesn't need to hear about this, but I am Chinese too. I've been watching Lifetime movies because they're good as fuck. At last, nigga rapping about Lifetime movies. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I watch them every day, and I watch with pride. Because they're good, and they're very simple. You get the story right away. And I was watching one, and I put it on, because I just put on the network sometimes and just wait till see what pops up. And this one looked good. It was called A Very Nutty Christmas, <laughs> which already I was like, I'm into this. <laughs> Sounds good. Good title. And then it kept going. I, I hit info, and it said info. A very nutty Christmas. A woman divorces her husband and begins dating a man who may or may not be a nutcracker that's come to life. Which I was, I was excited about that. For sure, because I'm like, oh, great. I, this sounds amazing already. Also, may or may not be, that's insane. <laughs> it's definitely a nutcracker that's come to life. Why even bring it up if that's not what happens? <laughs> what if they got to the end and he was like, you thought I was what? Like... Wow, I showed you pictures from high school. You thought I was a wooden toy that came to life. That is insane. (laughs) I watched the movie. He did end up being a nutcracker that came to life. It paid off in the end. It happened in a weird way where, like, this woman was sitting, reading, and then she went to go make tea before she left. There's a nutcracker on the table. She gets back from making tea. There's no nutcracker anymore. There's a dude sitting on her couch... (laughs) dressed completely like a nutcracker (laughs) and she's like where'd you come from and he's like oh i'm tom i'm john's friend and she's like okay and i'm like this white motherfucker (laughs) just accepted that bullshit that is insane (laughs) i thought maybe like it was a lie and maybe like (laughs) the guy was not actually a nutcracker that came to life but his roommate was and (laughs) he was like this might work i don't know (laughs) might get some ass (laughs) all right you guys have been great This set has been dedicated to my dad. He has passed recently. That's why I mentioned Biggie. I was his favorite rapper. So Biggie wasn't every joke I said, because maybe they're smoking a blunt in heaven. We can only hope. So this is for Pops. Give it up to Pops. Peace. Thanks. Will Miles, everybody. That was so great. One more time for Will.
0: That was awesome. And check out Will on the very funny South Side on HBO Max. Hey, Emily. Yes. I have a question. Yeah. And I want everyone to be cool because I'm going to ask it. And it doesn't reflect well on me to ask it. Uh-huh. I think even though it's embarrassing to ask, am I too famous for Hinge? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. That's exactly what I didn't want.
2: I, the answer I, can be no. Here's the thing. <laughs> so I have not done online dating since OkCupid okay was a website.
0: Yep. So where I'm at.
2: I don't really know the vibe of Hinge, but I do think you should be prepared for people to, I think you're famous enough that people are going to screenshot your profile and send it to each other. And it's like, how comfortable are you with that?
0: Yeah, I'm so demure. Oh no, (laughs) people find out I'm a fucking loser.
2: Uh... (laughs) I think it's fine. I think it's fine. But you are going to be on, you're on Raya? Are you going to?
0: Here's the thing. I am on Raya and uh, it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. It doesn't work. I don't know what kind of life the people that make Raya live. I don't know what kind of life Raya thinks I live, but a fashion photographer in Brussels? Like... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to take the, your
2: PJ over there and just... It's pop unbelievable. Over, pop uh, over for some Stroopwafel and, <laughs> and just feel it out?
0: It's like, I'll get a profile. It's just like a shirtless hunk... That says, like, visiting Mexico City from Milan. It's like, okay. How <laughs> <laughs> do I fit into this? What they need is a
2: Raya for people like you where it's like, Raya, but okay, hear me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, people who really don't want that Raya vibe but are too famous for Hinge.
0: <laughs> Something in between.
2: Yeah. Is that what j is?
0: <laughs> There's another one. There's a one called Lonx Club. And it's like... Called what? It's called Lock's Club.
2: Lock's Club? It's, oh, like for... Jews. Oh, ba- okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> for bagel leaders, if you will. Yes. And, and that one's like, it takes all the private equity guys from New York that are on Raya and concentrates them. <laughs> it's one place. It sounds horrible.
2: Are, so you're doing more Joe Rogan jokes? Yep, here we go. Okay.
0: <laughs> Pretend I'm wearing the leather jacket. I couldn't physically be seen in it anymore. <laughs> This past Sunday, the film Everything Everywhere All at Once dominated the Academy Awards, winning seven Oscars, including Best Picture. Everything Everywhere All at Once, more like Alone in My Basement watching Top Gun.
2: So wait, in that joke, you're, you're saying like, I'm one of you, a loser. That's like the message you're sending to the like Joe Rogan people. Yeah.
0: Okay. We like Top Gun.
2: Yeah. You know, I have sort of had my own brush with cancel culture recently. Tell me about it. Uh, because I tweeted a joke about Lady Gaga's Oscar performance of the Top Gun song, and oh, oh, I, let me yes, tell you. I saw what
0: you did. I saw you step right in the it. The
2: wrath of the mob of the little monsters. Unlike other woke mobs, these ones are very comfortable calling you fat. <laughs> Do not tweet negative things about Lady Gaga for your own safety, is all I will say. <laughs>
0: And you're okay? You've made it through?
2: I made it through okay. I think that if I felt bad about my body, I might not be. But I'm beautiful. Nice. Uh, They did a lot of posting of pictures I had posted to, like, try and own me. (laughs) Like, pictures where I was, like, looking stupid on purpose to be like, look at you. And I'm like, yeah, and? Can you teach me how you do that? (laughs)
0: that's my Achilles heel. They've got me. They've got me. Right. I, that's why I can't cross any of you these can't cr- You I cannot am cross very the vulnerable. little monsters. Yeah. Absol- really, any group. They
2: were, they were like, <laughs> there were three different responses that were verbatim, focus on eating. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that is what I'm doing right now. <laughs>
0: A professor at Loyola says the recent TikTok trend of pantry porn, in which people show off how tidy and organized their kitchen cabinets are, is actually steeped in white supremacy and traditions of sexism. That's right, guys. Showing off the hyper-organized massive pantry filled with row after row of processed foods advertised to your children in your shiplap-covered McMansion, surrounded by nearly identical homes in a sprawling, unwalkable neighborhood as a means of seeking a kind of status that in your bones you know is empty, means there's something wrong with this country? (laughs) Get over yourselves. We're happy. I feel
2: like for it to work with the crowd that you're pitching to, you got to end it with like a, you dumb bitch. Well, Send this you...
0: guy to jail. Well, I have a, I have a, I have, I do have a, a tag. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Organizing your pantry is patriarchy. Funny. That's exactly the lie. I told my wife to get out of going to the container store. Arrest Fauci. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's good. It's good.
0: Let do one more. Students at Wellesley College have supported a non-binding referendum that calls for the Women's College to open admissions to all non-binary and transgender applicants, including trans men. To be fair, was a women's college ever really going to subscribe to Logic? (laughs) Women be shopping for more
2: people to include in their universities.
0: Yeah, that was a tough one.
2: That was tough, but I think that was maybe the best one. It was so good that I think maybe you shouldn't even do any of the other ones. (laughs) All
7: right.
0: Well, let's keep him moving.
7: Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
0: Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after Election Day. (laughs) 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 The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code It at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com, using the code It at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code It. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? Would you read a book? Would you show up for a friend?
7: I mean, or maybe I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would show up for a friend.
0: Well, okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone, and it's always like Ooh. six hours a day. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of people running around playing busy, you know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be less busy. Just put busy. your phone down. I'm as I'm a guilty as anybody. That's what therapy is for. It help figure out these problems. Just
7: put on your phone for an hour during
0: therapy. Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. <laughs> but they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is, everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the, two, it. Of us Just need the it. two of us need it. Just the two of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot love it.
8: Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, you guys ready to keep the show going? Up next, please welcome to the stage the very funny Ellington Wells.
3: Hello. Hello. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I really want to start telling you my jokes, but I've been really, like, stewing about something backstage. I sometimes nanny for a five-year-old, and today he told me that I don't know what a neighborhood is. (laughs) And at first I was obviously completely pissed off and wanted to strangle his little neck. Like, I obviously know what a neighborhood is. Um, but then I was in the car driving over here, and I was like, wait a minute. What is the definition of a neighborhood? It's like, obviously, it's like a hood where all your neighbors are. <laughs> That's what's on my mind, OK? I want to get something out of the way. Um, I am mixed race. I don't want anyone like worried about it, you know? <laughs> It is the winter, okay? I get it. I'm kind of like a special mix, though, okay? I'm the Meghan Markle mix, which means my mom is black and gorgeous, and my dad is white, and no matter how successful I become, he's not coming to my wedding. So it's a technical term. You know, I am so grateful for Meghan Markle. Like, Mixed Girl coming out here, getting in the news. I hope she's always in the news for me to be able to talk about myself more. <laughs> Before that, like, every Halloween, if I went to work without a costume on, people were like, oh, I get it, Rachel is all. Like, I'm not wearing a costume! <laughs> I grew up, I'm, like, really light-skinned, but I grew up feeling really black. I grew up in Vermont... Has anyone ever been there? Has anyone here been there? Okay, okay, okay. So when you went to Vermont, you clapped. You've been? When you went to Vermont, what did you do there? Snowboarding. Snowboarding, yes. <laughs> exactly. And you've been to Vermont? Yep. And what were you doing there? Hanging out on the lake. Hanging out on the lake. Another great camp. <laughs> another, great, another great example. So like Vermont, if you haven't been, is technically a white safe space. It's kind of an easy way to remember it. It's like, if you want to do anything spiritually white, (laughs) snowboarding, (laughs) camping, socialism, Vermont. And I grew up with my mom, who is black. 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 Cool. (laughs) Cool for you to shout at me. And... (laughs) I just grew up feeling really black. Like, my mom and I, this is true, my mom and I were on the cover of the Burlington Free Press one time for celebrating Kwanzaa. (laughs) Period. They were just like, look at these black people celebrating their heritage. Who taught them to do that? It's like a full-page investigation. They were like, no, who's teaching them? Who? Who? I grew up feeling really black, but now as I get older, I can feel the whiteness inside me getting stronger. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty scary feeling. It's like every other day now, I find a new Fleetwood Mac song I like. I'm like, okay, there's kind of a lot going on here. There's like a whole backstory.
5: <laughs>
3: God, like The other day, this five-year-old told me, <laughs> he was like, can you spell traffic light for me? And I was like, T-R, he's like, stop. I'm saying traffic light. I'm like, yeah, T-R, he's like, traffic light. It's C-H. I'm like, I'm done with your ass, okay. You do your homework, not me. I'm doing dishes. God, I do find as a millennial, it is hard to not date a DJ. Anybody else? I'm having a very hard time. There was like, I was just like dating these guys, and I would vet them. I'd be like, Are you a DJ? They'd be like, No, I'm a music supervisor. I'm like, That feels. Doesn't feel right. I mean, obviously, calm down for a second. If you are stressed about what I'm saying about DJs, I'm only talking about white men. (laughs) Because if you're a person of color and you make a beat, you're a producer. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Everybody knows that. Those are the rules. I don't make them. <laughs> Kanye West does. And I just follow them. I just follow the rules. I don't know. I haven't dated in a while, though. I stopped dating for, like, two years. Did you know that if you're bad at something, you can just stop doing it? <laughs> I was like, I don't have to do this. So stop doing it. But I am wondering, like, people who are dating, are there still DJs out there, like, in the mix? Really? <laughs> So, what you're telling me is that they went into quarantine for two years, and all they could do was think about what they're doing, and they still came out a DJ? Go back in there! Come out with an engineering degree, for Christ's sake! I stopped dating for two years, and, like, I love it, highly recommend, but... My friends are kind of like annoyed with me because I don't really have a lot to say to them when we hang out. They're like, what's new with you? I'm like, my laundry takes forever? I don't know. My laundry takes a really long time. Does anyone else have that problem? Like, laundry is too long? I realized that my laundry takes a long time because I have so many socks. And I have so many socks because my stepdad, Rick, gets me socks every Christmas from Costco. I still have the socks from last year, bud. They make them pretty good now. You've known me since I was three. Maybe you could learn one thing about my personality. Get me a gift based on that. I don't know. Oh, you guys love Rick? What are you, my mom? Rick is a bad dude, okay? I'm going to tell you three reasons why Rick's a bad dude. Okay, one. When Rick came out to visit me in L.A., I took him to Sugarfish, which is a fancy sushi restaurant. I like to pretend I'm fancy. And he pretended like he didn't know what edamame was. I'm like, you know what it is, Rick? You buy it from Costco. (laughs) Two. I went home recently, and I walked into the living room, and I found him on my computer. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing, Rick? Why are you on my computer? He's like, oh, I'm looking for games. I'm like, what year is it? Three. He
5: cheats.
3: (gasps) Yeah. Not on my mom, but at puzzles and stuff. I bet you didn't even know you could cheat at a puzzle. At the beginning of the puzzling, he takes a piece, puts it in his pocket, so he can be the last one to finish the puzzle. He's a son of a bitch! And that motherfucker imprinted on me. Can you believe that? Now I'm dating DJs. and No. (laughs) No. I, you know, I date men and women. I mean, oh, big surprise. Nobody's gasping at that. I look like I run a mommy, mommy, and me softball league. Like, I, everybody knew. But I really hate, I really, I can't. If anyone even thinks bisexual at me, I'm going to freak out. I can't do that term anymore. It just doesn't mean anything anymore. The only thing bisexual means is that you're wearing baggy clothes, but you're hinting at a tiny waist. (laughs) Like, that's it now. Like, Rachel Dolezal came out as bi. You can't, we can't be using the term anymore. It's gone, it's done. And it's crazy to me, like, I don't even think, like, it's not even a big deal to be Like bisexual, like who cares? Like every like straight guy that I've ever met, really, is like there's always one guy that they are like, oh, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. You guys heard that? You know, they're always like, oh, Harry Styles, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. I'm like, what are you talking about, Rick? You're in a committed relationship with my mom. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I'm Ellington Wells. Have a great night.
0: (laughs) Ellington Wells, everybody. That was awesome. Thank you so much. One more time. You can find her on Instagram and YouTube at Ellington Wells. More jokes.
2: <laughs> also, okay, so just so I understand the conceit of this a little bit more. Do you, so you're going to make this a tape that you're going to send to them
0: as yeah, okay. your audition. Yeah, that's right. I'm okay. going to make an audition tape.
2: Yeah. Okay,
0: great. It'll work as well as the one I did for SNL and The Daily Show. <laughs> What characters did you do in your SNL audition? I did. I'll tell you which characters I did, because that is real, which is uh, one of them was a carb (laughs) Uh, trying to seduce a woman.
2: Okay, that's fun. It was pretty good.
0: It was right. You know, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I met Lauren Michaels and we got to talking for a while. It was around the time that I had left being a speechwriter. I had been known for writing a lot of uh, uh, political jokes. I had been doing this show for NBC. And we talked for a long time. And at the end of the conversation, as if in passing, he said, well, we're doing auditions. I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> well, well, we're doing, we're doing auditions. auditions. And he, and <laughs> he said, well, we're doing, we'll be doing auditions. And if you happen to be in New York next week, we'll be doing auditions. And if you want to come, uh, you should come. And then that was it. And he was gone. And I was like, "Did Lauren Michaels just ask me to audition for SNL? That can't be right." And so I, (laughs) I, I called my agent and I said this happened, and he said, as a supportive agent, he was, "That can't be right." (laughs) He's He's like, "Have
2: you been taking Ambien again?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) And but sure enough, that's what happened. He he Uh checked in, and it was like, yes, it was a real kind of oblique but real offer. And so then I had like four days. To come up with the characters so I would do. into
2: a character comedian. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> and I also, my managers at the time were like, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. And, there, and, and her point was, it's all fun and games till they don't like you anymore. Then you've spent, you know. You've spent your audition. You've spent your audition. Yeah. And so then we made a deal, and the deal was I was going to put together a bunch of characters over the weekend, which I did. And then on Monday, I went into their offices. I was going to do the characters for a bunch of people at the management company. And if they thought it was worth it, I was going to go to New York. And so I spent all weekend working, and then I did them. And I remember the look on her face, and it was very cool. It was the kind of face that was was like – maybe it's like fuck yeah it's like you know the pivotal end of act one moment in every biopic those are the ones that get made (laughs) (laughs) this is the biopic that doesn't get made because there is the pivotal act one moment (laughs) then there's the act two moment where you shit the bed (laughs) because you have never auditioned in front of anyone in real life before and you panic and are sweating through all of your clothes and other people's clothes in new york city
2: and that audition, famously, they do not laugh.
0: Like, they, oh, even for, is,
2: they, even for it, Will Ferrell, they did not laugh. It is
0: unbelievable, the <laughs> hostile experience that is stepping onto that stage. My first time auditioning for anyone <laughs> in my whole life, the hubris of it, the arrogance of it, that I'm going to oh, walk onto this stage where Will Ferrell was once, and I'm going to be like, here's something I came up with yesterday. <laughs>
2: One time my agent sent me on an audition and I'm like not an actor. And I was like, I don't think they want me for this because it's a a men's role. And he was like, they're thinking of rewriting it and making it a lesbian. And I was like, I'm also not a lesbian, but okay. And so I just like I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. I don't know why I'm going. I'm not off book, whatever. I walk into the room. Norman Lear is watching the audition.
0: Norman Lear? Norman Lear. Norman Lear? And
2: guess what? What? I did not get the part. It was not a good audition. They went with a man. (laughs) Oh, no. Did we talk too much, and now you can't do any of those jokes? (laughs) How about between now and when we come out again, you pick a really good one. Thanks,
0: Emily. (laughs) Let's keep the show moving. (laughs) All right. You guys ready to keep going? All right. Please give a warm Welcome. To Rob Hayes, everybody.
1: What's good, people? That much. All right. L.A. <laughs> <LA's> so soggy. <laughs> we do not do the rain well. Oh, my God. No slant in none of the streets. I'm getting all these emergency alerts for puddles. <laughs> This whole sides of trees on the ground. These palm trees don't know what's hitting them. I saw a palm tree the other day. He had his hand on his hips. It's is like, what is going on here? What is happening? Like, you watch those shows, and they show you, like, on set. You know, if you look, like, in the back, everything's just made out of wood. That's what this whole city is. This whole city is just wood in the back. just like a set piece. When they made these roofs, it was hot. They're like, we can get off at three. This is never going to rain. Don't worry about the gutter. Just slap that on. We don't need that. It's rough out here. What's up with the Supreme Court? What's going on with them, man? You got a job for life. I don't understand. They're like, we can't forgive loans. It's not fair to the people that pay the loans. Like, just is it constitutional or not? That's your job. Your job is not about fairness. You don't never be like, well, that's not fair to make a bridge there. There's other bodies of water that don't have bridges. Like, what are y'all doing, man? It's not fair that other kids grew up with a pool. <laughs> and they can pay for school and they grew up with a pool. I had I to share bath water with my sister. <laughs> don't use all that hot water, okay? Your sister got to take a bath after you. Like, that's, that's where I grew up. They don't even know about that bath water struggle. Then <laughs> they get they school paid for. Now I pay the water bill, I'm like, how much does it cost to fill up a tub? That's the cheapest bill. Like everything is more than a water bill. Like, how much was filling up a tub in 95? Because y'all, y'all serious about that bathwater. Kids don't know that struggle. They talk about fairness. What's not fair is that they call your name at the beginning of class to say that you got a balance. That's not fair. Like, this is my last class, let me take some good notes. Oh, okay, everybody here, (laughs) no one had that stress. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? Oh, I never never thought about that. My name was never called, okay. At the beginning of class, they call the names of everybody that's got a balance, and then you just sitting there like, man, this might be my last day here. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to work out. (laughs) So messed up, man. They talking about Fairness. I don't get it. Like, when they went to college, it was so cheap. College was like $200 when they went. You could just save up all your change from going on field trips and pay for a year of school. Like, why are they tripping? They're employed for life, literally. Making all kind of rules about women's bodies and stuff. I don't think a man should make a rule about a woman's body. But I'm not a reliable source like I failed women's studies. I told my professor I was like I don't think it's a man's place to write about women's issues. She was like that's no reason to plagiarize your final paper. I was like what is plagiarism? Can you really own ideas? She was like you should have wrote your paper about that. That would at least got a D. What's your favorite dinosaur? Everybody's got one. We don't ever talk about it, but everybody's got a favorite. We never met them, but we got favorites. Anybody? Anybody got one on their heart? Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, you don't trust people. Like somebody might come behind me at any moment. I gotta have the sparks on my back. Ready with the spikes. My favorite dinosaur was the brontosaurus. I like the brontosaurus. But then we went around the class, and everybody in class that was, man, they were all were like, I like the T-Rex. I like the velociraptor. And so then when it came to my turn, I was like, I like velociraptors. <laughs> That's why I learned who I am. <laughs> I'm willing to switch up for the group. <laughs> I'm not willing to be my real self by myself. <laughs> a lot of people don't know who they are that early. I learned who I was real quick. I had a big brontosaurus at the house. It didn't matter. I was like, no, I like the T-Rex. I want the short arms. I think that's cool. A lot of people don't know who they are, man. It's a whole online debate about whether people are corny, people are a square, I feel like us squares, we got to start taking it back. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be a square? Square, that's perfection. (laughs) Don't even talk about that. Square is short for perfect square. Who doesn't want perfection? Squares don't happen in nature. A circle, you can find that in nature. An orange, that's a circle. Your pupil, that's a circle. Your nipple, that's a circle. That's not special. You got two circles on your chest. A square, you got to have math to have a square. You find a square on Mars, that means somebody's been there. You ever been to a concert on time? That's the kind of stuff squares do. You know the great conversations you can have? Watching them set up? Man, that speaker is huge, huh? How they holding that up? Thin little wire. That's amazing. People are like I don't want to be a square what? I don't want to be with the square. What if I get an altercation? Squares, we don't get in the altercations. We film them. <laughs> Who do you think's uploading those videos to Twitter? That's us. We got a full battery. Backup battery in our back pocket. I'm a philanthropist. I gave $4 to Wikipedia. <laughs> they only asked for $3. I was like, take this other dollar, make a link or something. Do something with that. Because all these other apps, they always ask you for so much more money. That was like, yo, give me $13.99. Give me $10.99. Give me $8.99. I'll give you some ads. Like Wikipedia is just like yo, whatever you got in your pocket, <laughs> I would really appreciate just whatever, you know? I appreciate Wikipedia. They stay in their lane. <laughs> they never trying to do other stuff. Everybody else trying to do something else. You click an article, then there's a video that pops up. Like, no, not now I'm at work. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to read, Like, If I wanted to hit play, I would have hit play, like... What are y'all doing? They're never making content. There's nobody like, yeah, I'm head of programming at Wikipedia. We got a new channel, you know. We just working out the kinks. Y'all ever think about Mount Rushmore? I want to see a before picture. How do I know that mountain didn't already look like faces? How do I know people weren't walking by like, that's the most Abraham Lincoln looking <laughs> side of a mountain I've ever seen. This country's wild. They stole a country and then put faces on it. <laughs> like, think if you had a van and I stole it and wrapped it with my face. You'd be pissed off. You see me at a red light, and I'm just <laughs> on the side of your van. You'd be pretty upset. You guys have been wonderful. My name's Rob Hayes.
2: Rob Hayes, everybody. Rob
0: Hayes, everybody. That was great. Thank you so much. One more time for Rob.
7: Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
9: And enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer. Paid for by VoteSaveAmerica. VoteSaveAmerica.com. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee.
7: Reclaim your time. Now that you can listen to four weekly ads-free episodes across Pod Save America and PodSave the World... There's never been a better time to
0: join Cricket's friend of the pod subscription community. The marketing people say that listening ads free saves you up to two hours of ad listening each month. Imagine the possibilities. You know what you can do with two extra hours a week? You can listen, listen to, to two- more podcasts. Exactly. Uh, two more episodes. That's yeah. two more episodes. Yeah. Get more stuff in your brain. Yeah. Get more stuff in that or brain. We're stuffing content in
7: there like, yeah, uh, like uh, you're a fog gras. Just- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Become a member today. Go to
7: Cricket.com friends now to learn more.
8: Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We're sitting? You're gonna sit?
2: Yeah, I have a feeling this next part's gonna take it out of me. Well, you know what?
0: (laughs) You know what? Ye have little faith. Because I've come to decide something. I've come to feel something, which is anti-woke comedy is not for me. Okay. I'm going to go the other way with it. Okay. And I'm going to become... The anti-woke dramatist? (laughs) (laughs) I want to make jokes that are so pure in their progressiveness. Right. I want to do things that people on Twitter be like, wow, I didn't realize AOC was a conservative until today. (laughs) Until I heard your humor, I thought I was progressive because I voted for Bernie Sanders, with Elizabeth Warren as my second choice. But I realize now that he's a fascist pig. (laughs) That's what I'm striving for. (laughs) A statue of Christopher Columbus that was removed from Newark, New Jersey in 2020 has now been replaced by a monument to Harriet Tubman. With all due respect to Harriet Tubman, I don't think we should be laughing about the fall of an Italian (laughs) ex-icon.
2: What? (laughs) This is just shameless Gaga pandering now.
0: (laughs) Conservatives like Ron DeSantis and Josh Hawley have been publicly blaming the fall of Silicon Valley Bank on, you guessed it, wokeness. Folks, with an X, it's working. (laughs) First we got the M&Ms, then a regional bank. Next we take down capitalism and our real enemy, the family. (laughs) 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 These are good. Yeah, this is a better direction. I like this more. On Emily Ratajkowski's podcast, Diplo discussed having received a blowjob from a man at least once, saying he doesn't know if it's gay unless you make eye contact. <laughs> you laugh. Some of us can't make eye contact because of sensory processing issues. <laughs> Think about that the next time you're sucking off Diplo. <laughs> All right, let's keep... These ones are better. <laughs> These are better. I'm standing this is the back future. up, guys. I'm You're back. standing back She's up. She's back. Emily's back. All right, let's keep the show going. Guys, put your hands together for Carrot Connors, everybody. <laughs>
10: hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hey! How's everybody doing tonight? Okay, good. I'll, uh, I'll clear the air. Um, I know that I look like if they let Timothy Chalamet start eating again. <laughs> I really do hope they let him start eating again. (laughs) Poor guy. I don't know, I'm glad to be here though. It's uh, a little bit weird to be here though. It's kind of scary times right now. I'm sure you guys feel it. (laughs) Scary friggin' times, right? I wake up every single day terrified. And I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna open my phone and I'm gonna see, Elon Musk is bisexual. (laughs) Now I have to welcome him into the community. Jeff Bezos, gender fluid. I can't do it! I won't! Sorry, guys. (laughs) That was kind of weird. It's kind of in a weird place right now, actually. Um, Five of my close friends recently came out to me as pregnant. (sighs) And I just feel like that's dark energy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Really know like what is happening? I don't know. It just it makes me concerned for the straight community. It's like there's a lot. I don't know what is going on. Like straight people are just so obsessed with like starting a family. You know, it's like they turn 25 if they're single, they freak out. They're like, I have to go on a reality show. Right? They're just like, I have my real estate license. You know, I my dad got me this condo, and I just I, now I want to find my man find my co-pilot where is he where's my co-pilot i want to build an empire what is it with straight people and their desire to form llcs with their partners it's a very disturbing trend i don't know i kind of have like controversial opinions about the topic though um like i actually feel that if you are a man and you impregnate a woman who's under the age of 30, um, I think that you belong on the registry. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, Bet Bath & Beyond? Or like, what? <laughs> the sex offender registry. It's like, we don't even, we don't even let these women have a childhood anymore. <laughs> so, if you can't take the heat, get out now.
5: <laughs> hmm?
10: So, I got, I'm freaking, you guys might not know this freaking bad boy of comedy up here. (laughs) Got tons of controversial opinions. You guys wanna hear some of them? (laughs) Controversial opinion number one cats! Don't like them. (laughs) I know, thank you. If you guys don't think that's controversial, saying that in my community, I could be killed. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if you guys actually understand. I love animals. I love animals. I just don't, I feel like cat people are always trying to convince me. You know, they're always trying to convince me. They're so cute. They're like, oh, oh, he's he's making biscuits. (laughs) He's making biscuits. Oh, the biscuit factory's busy today. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking bleeding. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Got a lot of controversial opinions, man. Camping. Camping! (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thank you. We all stop collectively agreeing to lie about that. Camping fucking sucks. When I get invited to go camping, this is all I hear. Oh, goody! You mean I get to spend eight hours on a Saturday packing up my car with a worse version of everything I already own in my house right there? Oh oh and then I get to get in my car and drive to a parking lot full of Trump flags and sleep on razor sharp rocks. Wait 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 please can I brush my teeth with a water bottle please? Please. My night won't be complete. I want to brush my teeth with a water bottle and then freeze my dick off. You can, you can, but first, we have to clean dishes for 10 hours. <laughs> so relaxing, right? Come home every time I go camping, I come home so relaxed. Oh, God, that was great. Whenever I talk about this, I always get some angry ass dyke coming up to me at the end of the show. Gay people can be homophobic, it's okay. If you didn't know that I was gay by now, I'm like actually really scared for you. Um, But there's always some just like Subaru'd out, you know, decked out, tear away pants, coming up to me. Oh, so you don't like nature? Uh, It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I guess you don't like nature. Well, you've never been with my family because my family, we actually have a spot. Yeah, we actually have a spot. It's pretty great. It's like, I don't want to go to your spot. I have an apartment, (laughs) you know? I live in a studio apartment with my Gen Z girlfriend. Okay. (laughs) No, I love it. It's awesome. It's a studio apartment, but functionally, it's kind of more of a TikTok content creator house. Uh, It's
2: pretty fun. We make it
10: work. We actually live inside of a ring light. (sighs) No, it's great. It's great. I don't mind like living in such a small space like the only thing that can be challenging is it can be challenging if you're a couple and you live in a studio apartment it's hard to sort of invite friends over and then kind of not make it seem like you're trying to approach them for a threesome <laughs> right because it's always the same it's like come on in sit wherever you like that's open you know <laughs> find it puts people on the defensive. Yeah. And then sometimes we are approaching our friends for a threesome, so it gets a little bit confusing. That's where boundaries are so important. I go to therapy. I do love going to therapy. I love talking about therapy on stage because some people get immediately super defensive. They're just like, I don't need it! <laughs> okay. I wasn't talking to you directly. <laughs> I do love therapy, though. I just feel like 50 minutes a week is not really enough, right? It's always the same. It's like you get in there, the first half of your session, you're catching them up on your week and all the bullshit, and this person said this, and this person said that, right? And the second half, I like to run my set. Um, It's my time. She always says that. It's my time. I um I'm not much of like an impressions person, but can I actually just do like one quick impression for you guys? Okay, cool, thanks. Uh, this is my impression of every therapist I've ever met. Okay. Okay. Come on in. That's it, guys. That's the whole impression. Thank you. Why are therapists always freezing cold? What is it about, like, empathy and an inability to maintain your core body temperature? I'm serious. Like, my therapist is always, like, I come in, she's wearing, like, 11 scarves. She's always shivering, like, adjusting her personal heater. She's wearing, like, a hand-woven knit poncho, you know, just, like, still freezing. And she's like, okay, let me just grab this rug off the floor. Okay. Where should we begin, right? I'm the opposite. Like therapy gets me getting hot. You guys do. You guys get turned on at therapy. (laughs) That's where we go. Right. (laughs) I feel like I just spend the whole time. Like I feel like I usually just spend like the whole time, like 50 minutes, just like flirting with her (laughs) pretty much. You know, (laughs) there's no one's approval that I want more. (laughs) <laughs> my therapist or I'm just like flirting with like all I'm just like I mean for context like she's also like a really like cute lesbian and so you know it's like oh, there's
2: tension yeah um,
10: I don't know I don't take it that seriously I think that's my problem like I'm always just like joking around you know the whole time I'm just, it's like joke city in there you know I'm trying to get her to laugh I'm like oh, do you mind if I sit in your chair you know like anything like maybe I could take some notes today you know like anything Anyway, I'm, like, trying to find the line of, like, what is inappropriate. It's like, oh, you're right. That's not funny. I shouldn't joke about that. Ugh. You know. <sighs> the whole time, fucking joke city in there until the very, very end when you get sort of that classic therapy cue, you know. They kind of lower their voice. like, okay, so we're just, we're going to start wrapping up. We're just about to the end. We're just about to the end, right? I don't know what happens for me in that moment but when they tell me that we're just about the end something in my brain like switches off like this like switch just goes off and I'm just like say something crazy say something fucking crazy say something absolutely insane say something the next client's not coming in there's no way that your session is I have never even fucking heard it before I'm like I want to be a horse okay we are going to start with that next week you guys have been a lot of fun I'm Kara Connors
0: thank you it up for Kara everybody and you can see her weekly show straight for pay every Tuesday night at the Glendale Room. All right. Are you ready for... I'll do two more progressive jokes. All okay, right. Really blow some minds. The Daily Beast reported this week that Ron DeSantis' potential presidential campaign is being donked by questions about the governor's poor social skills and manners, describing awkward, stilted interactions with voters and a very strange story about how he eats dessert. Quote, During a private plane trip from Tallahassee to Washington, D.C. in March of 2019, DeSantis enjoyed a pudding dessert by eating it with three of his fingers, according to two sources familiar with the incident. Now, look, I'm no fan of DeSantis, but I think it's shameful the way even progressives are mocking this neurodivergent king. (laughs) Emily, you're sitting in front of pudding. Uh Uh-huh. What three fingers are you using (laughs) to eat it? Wait, let's wait. Let's let's at the same time raise our hand or hands with the three fingers we're using for the pudding. Okay, you're gonna use three.
2: I just want to say before I hold up my fingers, I've heard it's not gay if you don't make eye contact with the
0: pudding (laughs) when you do it. All right, ready? Uh huh. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true.
2: You don't do the shocker. Come on.
0: <laughs> I couldn't even figure out how to do it. I Wait, messed this, it up. This is the shocker. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how he eats the pudding. Are you guys
2: impressed? Is this good podcasting?
0: <laughs> and finally, Joe Rogan's anti-cancel culture comedy club, Comedy Mothership, opened last week with a lineup of canceled comedians, including Roseanne Barr, who released a new comedy special in which she said, My pronouns are kiss my ass. <laughs> I don't endorse everything Barra said, but if that's how KISS identified, we should respect ass wishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know?
2: Yeah. It's good. It's good. Anything else to add? No, I think that was good. <laughs> I do think it's funny when people are like, I don't use pronouns, and it's like, you just did, bro. You
0: literally just did. We live in a stupid time. (laughs) A stupid and dangerous time. And as it gets dumber, it gets more dangerous. And as it gets more dangerous, it gets dumber. And that's part of the challenge. (laughs) All right, you guys ready for our last comedian? Please welcome to the stage the incredibly funny Ian
4: Carmel, everybody everybody. How are you doing tonight? Make some noise. Yeah. My name's Ian Carmel and my pronouns are kiss my ass. Good joke. It's a good joke. It's a solid joke because it's true. You know what I mean? And then That's the kernel of great comedy. What what am I going to talk about? Let's figure it out all here together right now. I'm Jewish, which congratulations to me. It's a strange time to be Jewish right now in America. Anti-Semitism is on the rise, but it's still so far below a lot of the other problems. (laughs) Like Worrying about being a Jew in America right now, it's like having a broken ankle at the emergency room. Like, you're sitting there like, ah, oh, fuck, this sucks. Somebody gonna do something about this? This is terrible. I hate this. And then somebody gets rushed by with, like, three gunshot wounds, and you're like, oh, 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 okay. Well, you know, a little perspective is nice. That's good, that's good. It does suck, though. It does <laughs> It's a little weird, like, the Jews keeps trending on Twitter. All the time. It keeps trending on Twitter, and every time I go look at it, every time I click on it, like, it's going to be good one of these times. <laughs> every single time. I just have never learned my lesson. I go into it with the energy of a Dickensian orphan sticking my head up against, like, a sweets shop every time. <laughs> I click on it thinking, like, what's going to happen? They just named the three safest religions, and we came in number two? What happened? <laughs> Never. It's always bad. They're never like, we're giving the Jews jet skis. It's not. I'm a 38-year-old white man, so the Kanye West hating Jews thing absolutely devastated me. I took it really hard when Kanye decided he hated Jews. It was, it was maybe the worst thing that's happened to me in the last five years. I... <laughs> I spent a lot of my time and energy defending that man to everyone around me all the way up until the Jew thing. Like, all the way. When he ran on stage and took Taylor Swift's award, I was like, well, that's not how I would have done it, but Beyoncé did... Beyoncé did have a better video. Every, everything. Every action. I defended all... I turned, my mother was like, I don't like that Kanye West. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Listen to the song he wrote about his mom. I did that to my mother. So now she's like at the hospital telling the other nurses, you know who's nice is Kanye West? I defended him when he put out a song where his opening lyrics were, if I just fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my T-shirt, I'm going to feel like an asshole. Those were the opening lyrics. And when I heard that, I was like, Kanye, you've done it again. You've done it again. Nobody's done that before. Nobody's rhymed asshole of asshole. Most people, most people rhyme a word with a different word that sounds the same, but not you, my friend, because you're an innovator. Shakespeare never did it. Robert Frost, two roads diverge in the woods, and both of them sucked. Get the fuck out of here. I never looked into it. My friends were like, that's not a good lyric. And I was like, it's a genius lyric. (laughs) I didn't even wonder why he, how that, the physics of it all, like how the fact that he got bleach from someone's butt onto his shirt means that Kanye was out here having sex with a shirt on, but no pants. (laughs) Kanye West was Winnie the Pooh fucking. He was doing that. Just out here, oh, bother fucking like Pooh Bear. Even the Trump stuff. Even when he came out like supporting Trump, I was like, "Well, he's probably wrong, but I'm... take another look at the policy, I guess." I mean... <laughs> and then he said he he didn't he didn't like people like me, like Jews, which you know, I don't like me that much either. So I guess it's <laughs> that was devastating for me. Kyrie Irving, the the NBA basketball player, posted a link saying he didn't like Jews, too, and that was devastating. He actually didn't say he didn't like Jews. He posted a link to a documentary that said that the Jews, who we've all come to know and love, aren't the actual Jews, and that we've just been pretending to be Jews as a scheme. And I have to say, as far as schemes go... (laughs) There have been better schemes. There have been a lot of opportunities for us to say, ah, the jig is up. We were just choking. You think like maybe the fourth time we got kicked out of Poland, we would have said, psych, we're not really Jews. Poland. They kicked us out of Poland like four times. Poland. Poland? Poland said they didn't want to hang out with us? Fucking Poland? Not France, not Switzerland. Poland was like, get out of here. What the fuck is going on in Poland that we can't hang out? <laughs> whatever. If, if, if Kyrie wants to say that, like, he's the original Jewish people, that's great. That's fine with me. He can be the original Jews, and then we will just convert to whatever he's doing. <laughs> Because I don't know how to be anything other than Jewish. I couldn't be like a swarthy Protestant. That isn't like... Oh, no, I'm I'm an opinionated Lutheran. That's what I... (laughs) There's too many soups that I've been accustomed to for too long for me (laughs) to be anything but Jewish. I don't know. I think, though, as a Jew, I have, I mean, just as a white guy, even, I have, I've definitely fetishized black culture. That's the thing I've, I've done in my life, you know, for sure, with the rap and the basketball and all that. Those are some of my favorite things. With the rap and the basketball. <laughs> Oi! What's become of Crown Heights? I sound like a bad character in like a musical about Brooklyn in the 1940s. What is all this with the basketball? <laughs> Why can't I get a knish anymore? But I do think sometimes fetishizing other cultures comes with its own punishment. I I will say that. (laughs) Like, black people made rap look so cool that us Jews thought we could do it too. And don't share this with anyone that I said this. I realize this is going out, but even if you're listening to this at home, don't tell anyone I said this. Even the Beastie Boys, who are our coolest Jews, even the Beastie Boys, when they rapped, I wouldn't say it was ever cool. (laughs) It was fun to listen to, but I wouldn't say it was ever cool. Even, like, the coolest Beastie Boys rap was like, Do you know the muffin man? Money hit him in the face with the frying pan. (laughs) That's our coolest. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, I think every generation has said this, but I don't know if we're going to be able to keep co-opting cool culture like that i'm sure there were people who thought that like white people would never start saying bling bling and then that definitely happened (laughs) that definitely happened but if like i'm sitting with my mom one day and she's like eating like a lemon piccata chicken and she's like oh my god this chicken is serving cunt this is amazing (laughs) i'm gonna have to put a stop to that I lost 180 pounds during the pandemic. I did. Thank you. Thank you. Great for my health. Great for my health. Confusing for my comedy. I don't know who I am anymore. I used to come up here and say, ham sandwich, and I would get a standing ovation. It's weird because I don't feel different. I don't feel like a different person, but like, I guess I look a little bit different. But I don't even think I look that different. Like When I was bigger, I used to look like I owned a deli. And now I look like I own a worse deli. <laughs> I learned while I was losing weight that one of the big reasons that I, I had put on so much, an unhealthy amount of weight is that the, I have tremendous anxiety. I'm a very anxious person, and I never thought of myself as an anxious person. But I, I, when I was anxious, and I treated it by eating and, and, and drinking alcohol and just do it, filling my body with as much as I could so I didn't feel things and and through you know like therapy and 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 all that i've learned that i have anxiety and i never thought of myself as an anxious person i always thought that like anxious people were like walking around spilling files like oh the schematics to my flying machine like (laughs) 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 and that's not me i'm not like i'm not a anxious people are chihuahuas i'm a big dog It said it on most of my shirts. I know I'm a big dog. But I am. I'm an anxious person. And one of the ways I've learned to deal with that is through meditation. I meditate every single day. And I didn't for the longest time because I always thought it was hokum. I always thought it was just like bullshit. (laughs) Hokum. For those of you who don't know what that means, bullshit. But it doesn't have to be. It's not always like hippie woo-woo stuff. I always thought that meditation used to be all just very like, Very tall crystal. Thunder egg, wind chime. You know, but it doesn't have to be like that. Sometimes meditating can just be sitting quietly by yourself for 10 minutes while you think, it's weird that Ronald and Donald are names. Surely one of those would be enough. And what happened when the first group met the other? Probably a bunch of Ronalds hanging out. How you doing, Ronald? Not bad. How are you? It's always a good day when you're a Ronald. You said it, friend. Hey, who's that guy walking up the street? And that guy gets there and he's like, Hello there. My name's Donald. And they're like, Wow, I'm sorry, did you say your name's Ronald? No, I didn't. I said, my name's Donald. What the fuck? Why? Your name's. Why would you be named Donald when there's people are Ronald? We're already Ronalds. And you're not Donald? That is such a fucking Ronald thing to say. Huh? <laughs> then there's Ronald McDonald. He's a clown. That's a clown's name? Ronald McDonald? That's weird for a clown to have a person name. All the other clowns have clown names. They're like Bozo, Puddles, Pennywise. Those are clown names. And then this guy's out here with like a... no- It's a silly person named Ronald McDonald. It rhymes, but still, it's a person named Ronald McDonald. What is that? The Obi-Trice Clowns out here? This? Also, he's hanging out with the Hamburglar? Those guys hang out. Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar hang out. They're like spending time together. But the Hamburglar is stealing hamburgers? So like... <laughs> So he's selling hamburgers, and the hamburger steals the hamburgers, but they're friends, so they, like, have a relationship. So what's going You know what I think is going on here is a fucking, the hamburger is stealing hamburgers, selling them back to Ronald McDonald, who's then selling us back the hamburgers he sold to us already. He's selling them twice. That's what's going on here. Also, Grimace, nobody's checking in on Grimace. He clearly has a health issue, and nobody's having a conversation with him. Is What's the basis of this friendship? Certainly not honesty. I'll say that right now. Grimace needs to be in a fucking hospital, all right? purple he's giant he look. something's wrong okay that's all i'm saying and then 10 minutes have gone by and you've meditated thank you you're right to clap um <laughs> you should after that long incoherent rambling session do the same thing you do after someone plays a magnificent cello solo <laughs> Uh, listen you guys have been wonderful I've been Ian Carmel thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it Ian Carmel everybody that was great that was great that was great
2: Ian Carmel
4: everybody go listen
0: to Ian's podcast All fantasy everything Uh, Emily any closing thoughts before we go do we
2: have a theme song
0: I'm just kidding we're not doing it we're not doing (laughs) it we're not doing doing it We're not doing the it. The number
2: one rule of comedy is leave them feeling mad at you. Um...
0: <laughs> and uh, look, I don't even need to ask the question. I believe I uh, inspired Emily and revived her love of the art of stand up.
2: Yeah, I think that. When we come back, well, end... <laughs> <laughs> we'll...
0: <laughs> when we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Here it is. Because we all need it. This week's high note. Hey, Love It. This
7: is Anna Russell. It's double first name in Houston. And I work on Sundays. And I just want to say that daylight savings time really messed my team up this year. It has never been so chaotic trying to set up as it was this week. And the whole time I kept thinking, Love It is right. Love It is right. we got to end this thing. So I guess my high note is knowing I could listen to this podcast and feel some sense of, of belonging and commiseration. And if there's a Vote Save Initiative for
11: Ending This Madness, I'm in. Thanks. Bye. Hi, it. This is Virginia. I live in Pennsylvania. My high note and continuing on the theme of PhD is that I just got into a PhD program for biophysics. So I'm very excited to start. And thank you for all you and the boys do over at Cricket. I was an active participant with the Vote Save America in Pennsylvania for the midterms, and I'm excited to start again for 2024. Thanks again. Bye. I love it. This week, my high note is that my boyfriend, Patrick, who moved to the middle of nowhere, Montana, to be a public defender, he finally got his first not
3: guilty verdict after six months on the job, and I'm just really proud of him because he cares so much about his clients and, you know, defending people who've been accused of a crime, who don't have the um, money to afford a lawyer, so I'm really proud of him, and I'm really happy for his client, too. Thanks. Bye.
11: Hey, it. This is Ryan, and I live in Dayton, Ohio. I recently was laid off during the tech uh, layoffs at my project management job and am now a program manager with a nonprofit in the Dayton area that specializes in diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Um, the work that I do now brings me into schools in the Dayton area and teaches key diversity, equity, and inclusion training to students. These features anti-bullying campaigns and information really all about their diversity. At a time where this is so key, where states like Florida are taking away the access to education for students on race and uh, LGBT issues, Um, There is also a bill in the Ohio House currently, Bill 616, that is looking to dismantle that um, in Ohio as well. And it's actually even more aggressive than the Florida bill. So I'm so proud to be doing this in the schools that I'm with, and I hope that I get to keep doing this um, because it's such a huge thing for these students. And to be able to see the impact that it has for them is just amazing. Okay, thanks. Thanks.
0: Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, please call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Give it over Emily Heller everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much to Kara Connors, Rob Hayes, Will Miles, Ellington Wells, and Ian Carmel. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled, can you believe what Trump did now? There are (laughs) 598 days until the 2024 elections. Have a great night. Thanks for coming out and have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Poli Gunal, and Peter Miller, Rebecca Kaplan, Alan Pierre, and Chandler Dean are our writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by SureSure. Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McClain and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. Podcast, and to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroot for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Podcast. Who do we have to kill to get that name? Subscribe to Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you are as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review.